Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Foundation Series, where we are taking common terms that you hear all the time and diving deep into them, starting to understand what they really mean, right? These buzzwords all over social media that we see every day, but not really understanding how they relate to our body and what we can do about them. So that is what this whole series is about, and I was trying to figure out what one I was going to do next. And a lot of you had questions about stress, and a lot of you had questions about hormones. But the thing is, is I can't really dive into the hormones foundation until we talk about stress and why it's so important. Yes, I can I can talk about hormones for sure, but you're going to have a better understanding next week because stress, cortisol, and blood sugar are your king hormones. Or I work only with women, so I like to say there are queen hormones. All of our sex hormones run off of that. So there's no point in diving into the sex hormone aspect and our cycles and our body until we really understand what it runs off of, which is going to be blood sugar and cortisol, cortisol being a huge one. So I wanted to take today to dive all into stress, why some stressors are good, some stressors are bad, how to alleviate stress in the body, what it actually means, why it matters for our health, why it matters for our digestion, our composition, all sorts of things. When you get done with this episode, I want you to have such a good understanding of what it means when somebody is talking about stress on the body and things you can do every day to get your body out of this fight or flight stress response. So it's just going to feel better. It's going to respond better. And you're way more likely to just feel happy and healthy, which is what our goal is. Life should feel, life gets to be easy if we let it be. There are always going to be things that are hard, that are stressful, things that are out of our control, things that seem really, really unfair, but there are also a lot of things in our control, and that's what I want to focus on in this episode. So in the beginning, I want to talk about stress response on the body and what you can expect and what it does, and you're probably going to be like, wow, that's a lot. And then I'm going to dive into why all stress isn't bad and also things that we can do to combat stress. So I want you to just hang in there because I'm going to give you some really, really tangible things in this episode to completely shift the way that you show up every day, the way that you feel every day, and the amount of cortisol that is constantly being pumped through your body. 
So let's dive in. Let's talk about it. When your body is stressed, when it's under stress, it's like, what is actually going on? So you have your central nervous system. In your central nervous system, you have your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight. And you have your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest. Both are good. But the problem is we are in fight or flight all the time without even recognizing it. Cortisol isn't a bad thing. Cortisol is what wakes us up. So let me let me backtrack here. Cortisol is what is released when your body is in a stressed state. Okay, It's also released when it wakes you up in the morning, right? It gives us that energy. So when you have cortisol releasing in your body and it's not just waking you up in the morning, it's in a fight or flight response, what happens is that the, the sympathetic nervous system is signaling to your adrenal glands to release hormones called adrenaline and cortisol. Right? It's when you get that big spike of energy, your heart starts racing, your breathing becomes a little bit heavier. A lot of us know this as anxiety, but this is your fight or flight response. This is what happens in the body when it thinks we are fighting off something that's life-threatening. This is what's really crazy about stress is that our body doesn't actually know the difference. It doesn't know the difference between stressing on finances or sitting in traffic having to get somewhere or running from a saber-toothed tiger or somebody breaking into our house. Our body perceives all of that the same and it perceives it as a life threat. So you go into fight or flight response, your body starts to release these hormones. Again, it's like preparing your body for action. This response was designed to protect your body in an emergency, preparing you to react quickly. But when the stress response keeps firing all day, day after day, is when it becomes a pretty serious health risk. What was meant to happen is our body releases cortisol in the morning. It's what wakes us up out of sleep. So for a lot of the women I work with, if we're having um, these wake-ups in the middle of the night, if your body is waking up, that's a good sign that your stress is high because your body's waking up out of sleep, especially multiple times a night. It's a good cue that we are overly stressed. We have high cortisol. Our body's not able to produce the melatonin. We're not able to get into the deep sleep. But in a typical circadian rhythm, your cortisol will spike in the morning, will wake you up out of sleep throughout the day. It's supposed to decrease. As that decreases, your melatonin kicks in. So that's a normal cortisol response. Also, the fight or flight is a normal cortisol response as well when needed. But what happens is in today's society, we're go, 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 we're perfectionists, we're hustle culture, we're saying yes to everything, we're not setting boundaries, so we are stressed all the time. We're having this fight or flight response all the time without even really knowing it. What's crazy is that most of us are so disconnected from our body that we don't know what's going on internally is very different than what's going on externally and also how much it's affecting our external factors. Every time I talk to a woman and I do a consultation and I ask them, you know, they're saying, I, my body isn't responding, my metabolism is screwed up, I've tried it all, I, I can't seem to like get any progress. It's like, where is your stress level? That's one of the first questions I ask. It's not how many calories are you eating a day? You're going to start to understand as we dive into this episode why the calories in, calories out 
isn't as coined as we think it is, right? It's like, yes, you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, but you also have to understand that your body needs to feel good. And when you have all these stress responses going on and it's affecting your sex hormones, that's, that affects your hunger hormones, your fullness hormones, that affects your body's ability to build muscle. So it's not really just a calories in, calories out, because if your body's not doing all that, your muscle's decreasing over time, it's just going to be harder. So it's like, let's actually get to the root of it all, the foundation so we can feel good every single day. So when you're having this natural response, this physical mental reaction to all of these different things, um, I want you to understand what happens in your body. So let's just start with um, what happens from like a gut standpoint, from a digestion standpoint. If your body is under too much stress, your liver will produce extra blood sugar, glucose, that will give you that boost of energy, right? Along with the adrenaline, along with the cortisol, you have this spike of glucose. So it's like, you know how it is if you eat like too much candy and all of a sudden you get this like energy surge or when kids have this sugar high, right? That's what happens. Your body under stress produces extra blood sugar. It gives your body that boost of energy. But if you're under chronic stress, your body can't keep up with this extra glucose surge. So chronic stress can increase your risk of developing type 2 diabetes on top of the fact that when your body is in fight or flight, its main goal is to survive, which means everything else shuts down. It means our digestive system shuts down. So a lot of times if women will have gut health issues, like they're under high stress over an extended period of time, right? It affects just the way our body behaves every day, especially digestion when it comes to our body's ability to digest, our body's ability to absorb nutrients and the amount of glucose that's going out. Another thing it affects is our muscles. Our muscles will tense up to protect ourselves from injury when we're stressed and they tend to release when we're relaxed. But if we're constantly under stress, our muscles don't get the chance to relax. So we're dealing with a generation that's in a lot of pain, super tight muscles, headaches, back and shoulder pain, body aches, restless leg syndrome, all of these things are going on. Our body's not firing properly. We're not moving properly. We're getting injured more, right? A lot of this is because our body is not meant to just be stressed and tense all the time. Also understand that when cortisol is high, right? Cortisol is a catabolic hormone, which means it's breaking down. And if we're constantly breaking down, we miss that repair phase. So a lot of times women are just like killing it and crushing it in the gym, but we have all of these stressors around that. So like our workouts aren't even super effective. You know, again, that's where the calories in, calories out doesn't really matter because it's not just a calorie burn. It's like we want to build lean muscle. We want to build these resilient bodies and metabolism. And we're not doing that if we're just consistently stressed all the time. So it's catabolic means it's literally going to break down your muscle. It's almost impossible to burn fat and build muscle when cortisol is high over an extended period of time. Um, On top of that, look, stress is exhausting for both the mind and the body. It's going to affect your sex hormones. Uh, When we have too much cortisol being released, it pulls from progesterone. When progesterone is super low, it not only affects our mood, we're way more likely to be anxious, but then it causes a spike in estrogen compared to progesterone. We typically lose our sex drive. I did a whole episode on um, getting your sex drive back as a woman, and I highly recommend that you listen to it because we've normalized it, and it's not normal. 
Like, ladies, we should be having sex. We should have a sex drive. It's natural. But we've missed out on it because we're not feeling good every single day. And we've normalized that. And I want to take that away because I want you to feel good and happy and healthy and have a sex drive and living these fulfilled lives. And that's really simple conditioning that has got us here, but it's really simple reconditioning that can get us to where we need to be. Um, Last but not least, the other thing I want to say is that stress can stimulate the immune system, which can be a plus for immediate situations. You're like, oh, stimulate. Okay, that's great. Like, that's awesome. So in that situation where your fight or flight response, again, your body feels like it's fighting off a life threat. So quickly, it stimulates your immune system and it can help avoid infections, heal wounds. But over time, stress hormones, catabolic breaking down will weaken your immune system and reduce your body's overall stress to foreign invaders, right? So um, there's a whole list of things that stress can do to our body. And I don't tell you these things to discourage you because I don't want you to feel discouraged in this. I want you to just understand your body. The point of this episode is to get you to reconnect to your body, to get you to understand probably why you're feeling a certain way, why you're not seeing results, what things are going on, and then what you can freaking do about it so we can just feel good again. So now that we've gone over like a list of why stress can be bad for your body, let's go over some things that can be good because not all stress is bad. Understanding that some stress, some perceived stress is good and some situations with stress can bring growth in our lives. So it's not bad all the time, but it's asking yourself the question, engaging like, is this is this actually good for me? Is this a good stressor, right? So like going on a roller coaster, getting that big adrenaline rush, going on a first date, reaching a goal, all of these things can be really exciting, but also really stressful at the same time. However, it can increase your body's capacity to handle the stress. So for example, exercise. Exercise is a stress in the body, but it's also one that can help us manage stress better because your body has a stress response, right? When this happens, and then it teaches your body how to physically handle that stress better. That's what we call progressive overload and the strength training. The problem is a lot of times with exercise, we're maybe not doing it the right way. We're not eating enough calories, which is a stress in the body. You know, our body's not getting what it needs. We are not sleeping. We're doing really like high stressful movement and it's not teaching our body how to handle stress better. It's not progressive overload that helps our body break down and rebuild. We're just doing the breakdown phase, right? So it's understanding that um, the push is just as important as like the rest and recovery. So just like exercise, like it teaches you how to handle stress better, very similar to like, it's not similar to cold plunges, but the theory is similar to cold plunges where we're building our body's resilience to stress. So you'll see cold plunges and cold showers really popular now. I did a cold showers for 30 days. It's something that I do once or twice a week. I want to get back to doing it more, but when I start when I did it for 30 days in a row, I cannot tell you the difference that I noticed in my anxiety. It builds your body's resilience to stress to where you are able to handle your blood pressure, your breathing, your heart rate, your mind, your mental capacity under a stressful situation, which is cold water. And let me tell you, that is a very stressful situation. 
but you gain this resiliency from it. So your body's ability to handle stress gets better. Your capacity to handle stress gets better. And the reason cold plunges and cold showers are becoming really popular is because it's a simple, easy thing that you can do. It takes two or three minutes every single day. And what happens is our bodies, because we're putting so much stress on our body right now and we don't have any capacity to handle it, it increases our body's capacity to handle it better. And we start to understand how to handle stress and anxiety better. It, it basically reprograms our body. So that is why that's becoming popular. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just saying some stressors can be good. Some stressors can build resiliency. Also understand that things like cold plunges, things like exercise, they trigger a release of dopamine and serotonin, which improve our mood. You hear me say all the time that movement is medicine, and I don't mean that because it's a calorie burner, calories in, calories out. I mean that because it truly is medicine for our body. Our bodies were made to move, and most of the time we're getting out of bed in a dark lit house, we're sitting right at the desk, we're drinking coffee first thing in the morning, which by the way, Coffee does the same thing to your adrenals. It sends you right into fight or flight, which most of us don't need first thing in the morning. So especially when I'm healing gut health, gut or hormones with women, one of the first things we do is not have coffee on an empty stomach. And if we're in really, really high stress states, especially at first, my suggestion is to start to lean off coffee or cut it out when we're in a healing phase. But That wasn't my point. My point is that in the morning especially, or just movement in general, can trigger a release of dopamine and serotonin. And there's nothing better than that. We all need a little bit more of that, right? We need those hormones released because we have so many of the ones working against us being released, and our body just isn't getting the balance it needs, the joy it needs, the laughter, the fun, the freedom. It's not getting into the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest that we need. Look, I understand that some stress you can't avoid, and some things are out of our control, but everything isn't out of our control. There are some life things, financial, work, um, maybe a diagnosis, uh, death in the family, a divorce. Like These things are really, really stressful, and they're not always in our control. But if you focus on the things you can control around it, it will get better. Your body will handle it better. If you believe that it's completely out of your control, everything is, and life is spiraling, that is 100% what will follow. But if you're like, look, these things are happening and I don't understand why and I can't control them, they're going to stress you out. They're going to give you anxiety. But what are the things that you can control in your life to help the stress in your life, to help increase maybe your stress response, your body's ability to handle stress, but also to decrease the overall stress in your life? I want to go through the top things that I tell my clients, the things that we work on, the top suggestion. I call them action items, little things that we're working on each day because homework is a boring word, right? Little things that we're working on that can add to our life, that can add to our quality of life, that can add to our health, that can actually change our life in the long term. You have to understand, I work with women that love to be on the go. I work with high-performing women. I work with stay-at-home moms. I work with CEOs, with entrepreneurs, with doctors. But the women that I work with love to feel accomplished, 
love to do things, right? But it's got us to a point in our life where we're not happy with how we feel. A lot of us aren't happy with the way that we look. We've developed some bad habits and patterns. We haven't set boundaries. So it's understanding that in order to reduce the stress in your life, that there's not an unlimited time capacity, right? You need to create this. And so I want to have the honest conversation with you, just like I have with my clients, is like, what can you say no to so you can say yes to yourself? You can't tell me there's not a single thing that you can't do in your life to set a small boundary to be able to sneak something in to help you de-stress. So let me go through some of the things that I'm talking about. Number one is get active, move more. I'm not saying crush hit workouts at 5.30 a.m., but I'm saying move more. Progressive strength training, I will always recommend that three times a week for women. Get active, just move more. If you can go for a walk in the sunshine, it's the biggest bonus ever. Again, dopamine, serotonin, you get your natural vitamin D, which also works as a hormone in our body. There's so many benefits to just walking. Just walk. You don't even have to do progressive strength training. Movement is medicine. The next thing is meditation or stillness, something that a lot of us are uncomfortable with, something that I was uncomfortable with until I had to be forced to when I moved to Denver and all my stuff was taken and all I had was my dog and an air mattress and I had to learn to get uncomfortable. I had to learn to lean into that, to sit in the silence, to sit in my feelings and we're so used to distracting and numbing and coping and I didn't realize how much I did that in my life, even as a coach. Shit, I was, I mean, it consumed me and I did not realize it until I had to, I was forced to really look at it and to really see it and to analyze it. So that's what I want you to do. I'm not saying that you have to sit there and meditate for 20 minutes. I will never be the person that's able to do that. But I want you to be the person that sits in silence. I want you to be the person that understands their feelings. The more we feel, the more we heal. And if you numb and cope all the time, you're not going to heal what you need to. So take some time. My best suggestions for these are your morning and your night. And this is what I'm going to get into next. Your morning routine and your night routine is your absolute freaking superpower. It is your armor for your day. Actually, somebody said that the other day on my post. When I was talking about my morning routine, they said it's like their armor. And it truly is. That's going to stick with me and I'm going to say it on repeat because your morning and your night routines are your superpowers. They set the tone for your day. They set the tone for the next day. And most of the time we're waking up in the morning, the first thing we're doing is we're opening our email, we're scrolling on social media, we're not taking any time for us. There's a million thoughts in our head, most of them negative, judgmental, comparing, same thing at night, or we're watching TV and Netflix. We're never taking these intentional moments for ourselves to breathe, to sit, to say, am I doing okay? How is my stress? How am I even handling that? Or am I just numbing it out completely? Your morning and your nighttime routine will not only set your day up for success and your health and your happiness up for success, it will freaking change your life. So the number one thing you can do is set a strong morning and night routine. And if you feel like both of them are a mess, start with one. Start with your morning or start with your night. Choose one. Start going to bed earlier. Put the phone away 30 minutes before bed. Wake up in the morning and say, I'm not going to pick my phone up for 10 minutes. Maybe stretch maybe dance, maybe meditate, whatever feels good. That's going to be my next thing is dancing. I suggest it to so many of my clients. You see me dancing online all the time in my reels. Why? Because dancing brings me joy. 
because it's intentional movement where I can just be goofy and not judge myself. And it is the best way to release emotion and stress from your body. Like I laugh at myself. I go, I, I'm 36 years old and I sign up for beginner hip hop classes at these different studios and I don't, I'm not nearly as good as anybody in that room, but I'm proud of myself for being there because it's what makes me feel good. It challenges me. It's out of my comfort zone. It's, it, yes, it's a stress in the body, but it's a good stress in the body. So if you're a dancer, if you have a song that you can think of from high school, if you graduated in the early 2000s, you're like a Nelly Ludacris, like something, put it on, dance to it like you've never danced before. And I'm telling you in that moment, in that two, like two or three minutes will shift the way that you feel for the day. I want you to laugh more. I want you to do more things that bring you joy. We've leaned into this life where we're consistently checking things off a to-do list, consistently stressed. That is not how life is meant to be lived. I understand we all have a lot of responsibilities and I'm not taking you away from that. I'm not discrediting you at all, but I'm saying find moments to laugh more and do more things that bring you joy. Find moments in the morning or moments at night where you have two minutes to yourself to read, to dance, to meditate, to yoga, to just sit in silence, whatever it is that makes you feel good. The last things, one would be intentional breath. I started breath work this year and it truly, truly changed the game for me. Um, I understand that breath work or long breath work sessions aren't really tangible for a lot of people. So one of the simplest things that I teach clients to do is three deep breaths before each meal. Because why? Fight or flight massively affects your digestion. Most of us are in it all the time. We're eating while we're on our screens in front of a computer. We're eating super quick. And guess what? Our body's not going to digest the food properly if that's how it is. The best thing you can do is bring your body out of fight or flight in these moments throughout the day. And I like to habit stack that as why don't we bring take these moments throughout the day right before we eat, we can bring our body out of fight or flight so it helps our digestive system a little bit more. So three to five deep breaths in through the nose, hold out through the mouth before you have a meal works like a charm. And if you can add more in, that's awesome. But start with that. The last thing is when I work with one-on-one clients, we use some supplements to support their stress. But I'm not going to sit here and recommend supplements to you because it's going to be different for each person. And it's understanding that a supplement is just that. A supplement is there to supplement an already sound foundation. And most of us don't have that sound foundation to support stress in our lives. We go right to the supplement and we expect it to change our life and we're like, it didn't work. Well, no shit, it didn't work. Because you're not doing the foundation things that you need to do to support the stress in your life. So do that first, then come to me and we can talk supplements, metabolism, hormones, get you feeling your absolute freaking best self. But I want you to know something, is that you deserve to live a less stressed life. You deserve that so much, and I want you to start owning that. I want you to start owning a less stressed life, because we've normalized such a stressed one, and that's not normal. We deserve to feel happy and healthy, what I say all the time on this podcast, and I want you to know that, and I hope you learned so much today about stress, about stress in the body, and you have some really tangible things that you can take home with you.
If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.